Good morning and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. I thought this was an apropos song for today for me. Anyway. Because, well, yes. Yeah. At, at, tell, tell them the good news. I am Actually, they may know. I'm getting my second shot uh, at 1030 this morning. So I'm nervous but, but happy. I think that's wonderful. And uh, as a theme for the show, not just chapter 19, I'm happy to say that I was able to get my first dose of the Moderna vaccine this week, which is a huge relief. Excellent. So another month for you. Um, I I actually count, I actually counted um, because my second shot is scheduled the 21st. So two weeks after that, when you're at max, you know, when it's um, finally at the maximum that it could be um, Mm -hmm. for effectiveness is Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) I have a good call. I think it's a great, I think it's a great day for me to celebrate being fully vaccinated. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, I, one of the, one of the things that we had discussed and I wanted to say good morning to Lori and Jean Ann and Ashley Mm -hmm. and Anna. Um, and, uh, thanks, uh, for you guys checking in on me about last week's water adventures and water damage. Um, I'm, and Jean Ann is on too. Yes. Um, I did want to mention since you have your appointment early, we are making this a short uh, podcast because we'll make sure Pam gets there um, and not miss her window of opportunity. So we're we're aiming for a quarter till uh, end time. Um, so just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a heads up, but definitely so excited and um, so uh-huh. happy that you're able to do this. Oh, Jean Ann so, is this week as well, which is great. Excellent. Uh, since she's been on the front line. It's a huge relief. It is. Um, and you know what? I am so glad to hear so many people are getting shots. I'm, I have friends in Canada and England that are getting them too. And they're not as excited about their shot, but um, because it's the AstraZeneca, but it's, you know, you take what you can get. Not that there's anything wrong. Any vaccine is 100% um, uh, effective <laughs> as long as you get it. So yeah, keep you out of the hospital great. and Lori and keeps you out of the morning. And Lori well. noted, she, right. And Lori noted she's fully vaccinated as well, which is great. So, Excellent. you know, and I respect everybody has their own personal choices, preferences, et cetera. Um, just in my situation, um, with my mom, um, being a caregiver for, for her, I need to make sure it's done and I'm very relieved. So, yeah. yep. And Lori had the same, she's vaccinated cause she takes care of her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ashley's still waiting on hers, but I, I think it's going to be opening up soon, Ashley, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, you're is. in Dauphin County. Um, I highly recommend um, going to uh, the UPMC, uh, vaccine.upmc.org, I think. It's the UPMC website because you are in Dauphin County. They have a mass vaccination site at Harrisburg Area Community College. Um, it's a drive up. It was really awesome. You drive up. They're very organized, efficient. The people are very helpful and friendly. Um, and uh, you don't even have to get out of your car. It's remarkable. That's cool. That is very cool. Yeah. So, so shall we begin since uh, uh, we did we hear from SR? We did, we did hear from SR. We, 
<laughs> and why is that? Because I sent my questions on time. <laughs> so what's the SR news? So, so the SR news of the day is uh, that uh, filming is wrapped up in Italy. And he's thinking they have Unbelievable. some Unbelievable. I know. They think they have some time off before heading to America, which would make sense because tonight's the start of Passover and Easter's next Sunday. Um, and uh, he's been involved in casting, and there will be more casting announcements made soon. Uh, also, there was a rumor that Paul had been recast. He said the rumor is totally false. So James Andrew Frazier is our Paul. God bless him, and will be our Paul. Um, <laughs> some time ago, Tuska had asked him about the uh, Umbria villa that uh, he had in mind for when he wrote uh, Gable's Inferno and Rapture and Redemption. And uh, she said, he said he gave her the contact information and they were able to secure it for filming. So they're going to be using the actual villa that SR wrote about, which is very cool. And uh, he's very, very happy about that. And if you've seen some of the stills, passion flicks shared, you can see the amazing views in the landscape. And it is quite beautiful. So. Also, we're doing... Uh, I know. It's so gorgeous. I just, I want to, every time I see it, mm -hmm. I want to just jump into that picture. Absolutely. Um, every time. And it's not just because Julia is there. No, but it's just <laughs> it's, a beautiful uh, in, place. And serious, what a beautiful, beautiful country. Oh, and the, the images with uh, Dennis as cinematographer and Tosca at the helm, it's uh, just going to be breathtaking. Um, also, it was Dante Day in Italy this week, and Italy and Dante enthusiasts were celebrating the 700th anniversary of his death. And Which I, I was amazed, um, and I'm sorry I just jumped on you. Dante Day in Italy was the 25th, mm -hmm. which was the same day that the city of Venice turned 1600 Wow. They were having their 1600th birthday celebration in Venice that same day. And the Greek Independence Day um, right. was bicentennial of the 200 years of modern Greece uh, was the same exact day. So March 25th has a lot of historical context. It certainly does. Um, that it certainly does. And if anybody, the, the Florentine had... Um, uh, Professor Lutzi and another uh, chat on art, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that's on YouTube, uh, that, but they had presented it that day. I saw part of the art presentation and I, ha I didn't pick it up after that because I had to run out. But the Dante, uh, Professor Lutzi, who teaches it, is a professor at Napoleon College and Dante studies was really, really interesting and it, it may be about a 45 minute conversation he had and so if you get to see it I would definitely make sure you go out to YouTube to check it out um, I'm going to put a link in um, I believe I have the right link here um, for you guys to put in the chat box one of, the, one of the neat things was that he was talking about sort of modern day uh, pop culture with Dante and apparently Disney's getting ready to do an animation on Dante and the Divine Comedy. So that should be 
That should be interesting, I think. Oh, okay. that would be that would be fascinating. And as I said to, uh, said one day uh, to him in a tweet, I said, if it hadn't been for Rankin Bass, the the cartoons I used to do years ago, mm-hmm. um, and even Mister Magoo, I would never have discovered J.R.R. Tolkien or um, John, Charles Dickens. So it's amazing. Yeah. So it's great that they have that stuff. Um, also, SR's agent has been busy and there are a few things on the horizon, but we have, he has to wait to announce them. And one of the I things can't he wait. Wa- I know. One of the things he wanted to point out was that uh, he wanted to thank the readers for their continued support too, because because of the readers, you've made this all possible and he's very grateful. Which is fantastic. Absolutely. um, I I just uh, he he's so appreciative of the fans, and I think that's one of the things we find so special about this author, right? I mean, he really uh, engages. He helps to inspire, and um, really helps to inform. As Lori noted in the chat box, he is always gracious, and he is Um, one of his graciousness. examples is his uh, willingness to (laughs) respond to my questions at the 11th hour. Um, And he's always so he's always apologetic when he's like, I'm so sorry I missed this because last week's podcast, um, he actually did respond during the podcast, but it was towards the very end because I kept checking. And I honestly, I think I missed him by like two minutes. So I did want to share, Pam, I forgot to mention this to you. I did want to share his responses that we um, that he gave to us from some of our questions from our Acacia birthday celebration last week. And also, I'm glad uh, to see Kenzie Kins join us this morning. So, Good hi, morning, Kenzie. Kenzie Kins. Um, so, SR, um, as you remember, uh, last week we're celebrating Acacia. And um, some of the questions that... Um, some of the things he noted, he's, and again, he was, he was like, I'm so sorry. I just logged in. I'm like, sorry, I sent these too late. Um, he said, I did a lot of research for the man in the black suit. And one of the subjects was immigration in France and what the immigrant experience was like, what it would be like to be Muslim or Jewish in France. Mm-hmm. And I, he said, in terms of what they were doing for their birthday, for Acacia's birthday. Nicholas is celebrating with Acacia in Switzerland very quietly because of COVID and they aren't answering their phones, dot, 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 which I thought was lovely. Mm-hmm. And um, we posed the question after the fact um, that, was it Anna, Ashley, Betty? Who raised the question about the master class last week? Um, uh, it might've been Betty, I'm, I'm not sure. And SR said, that's a good question about the master class. Perhaps social media for introverts? <laughs> so, well, and but I responded I back to him. I responded back to him. <laughs> I said, you know, I said, we got it covered for you. You need to give some class for you. You can remain mysterious. <laughs> exactly. We figured it all out. So stay so, tuned. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> just, just getting there. Um, but I did want to circle back with you um, and give you a little insight into uh, some of his thoughts about Acacia Nicholas and their special day. Yeah. 
So now we're going from the world of uh, Cassia Nicholas to our uh, Boston uh, couple who just celebrated Claire's christening. Um, Lori's laughing. She said, that's funny. I could be in that class. Yeah, you could. I, I think a lot of us could. A lot of us would have um, to be in that class. <laughs> I think it's a good one. So, and, and, and maybe we'll wear the uh, the eyes that say "I love you" across the lips, <laughs> like from Indiana Jones. Right, in Indiana Jones. I know. I, I is honestly. I always love that scene. I love that scene too. And honestly, reading Gabriel's Inferno, that mm-hmm. is that scene. That picture kept coming up in my head because I I know that some of the students would have been like Krista. Uh-huh. Uh, but not, but not Krista because she's too too cool. But um, I know there were some of the students in that class that would have been just like that girl putting that on her eyes. Um, <laughs> I laugh every time. Ah, and good afternoon, Franca. Good to Hi, see Franca. you. We're talking about chapter nineteen. Uh, it's the afternoon of Claire's christening. Uh, Gabriel uh, had just seen some dis- a disturbing vehicle on his street, so he made a call to Jack Mitchell, Julia's uncle. And as you recall, Jack was a private investigator who helped him on more than one occasion, particularly when Julia's former roommate threatened to post pictures on the Internet of Julia, very unflattering pictures. Um, so Gabriel proceeded to give him all of the information on the car, this mysterious car, Um, that Gabriel saw. And as they're talking, Gabriel glances across to the bedroom to see Julia holding Claire, singing and dancing with her. And I I know it kind of took his breath away a little bit because he's so in love with with him, with them, with Julia and with uh, the fact that they're parents. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I just, again, this would be so beautiful um, to see on screen. Um, so Julia's hair was damp from her bath and, or I mean, <laughs> Claire's hair was damp from her bath and Claire appeared to be snoozing. So Julia ended her song, kissed her forehead and placed her on her back in the playpen. Uh, she also placed a little lamb in the corner of the playpen that had the sound of a human heartbeat. And I thought that was very, I've heard of those, um, but I've not seen any toys like that, but I heard that's a great way to. Like, Calm down. They're, they're also good if you have abandoned puppies or kittens because it keeps them close to a heartbeat. Oh, just throwing that out there because I've had I had to deal with the three kittens. So, mm-hmm. that's a that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So as uh, Gabriel wrapped his call, um, he walked into the room, and he put champagne flutes on the table before closing the door, um, and. Julia and Gabriel were marveling at the curly waves Claire had when her hair was wet. Uh, They toasted to Claire, Hope, Grace, Rachel, Emerson, and drank their ginger ale. And I actually asked the question of SR, why was Gabriel bringing Julia ginger ale instead of champagne? And was it Canada Dryer Schweppes? (laughs) And he, he said... Um, he, he said, I think Julianne stopped drinking when she became pregnant and was probably avoiding alcohol because she was nursing the baby. Um, maybe Gabriel made a mistake about that, dot, dot, dot. And in terms of the Canada Dry or Schweppes question, he said, I stocked their cupboard with Canada Dry because it's the best. Winky face. 
So, um, of course, it would be Canada Dry coming from the Canadian author. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I, I'm looking here. Uh, Franca noted, I wanted to share some chat. She said she hopes everyone's having a good week. She's sitting in her car in the hospital, um, parking lane for sister who is visiting her mom. Only one person allowed. Such a bummer, but we can't argue with them. Don't have my book with me, so we'll just have to listen today. Well, mm-hmm. I hope all goes well. Um, with your visit and with your mom. I'm sorry it has to be limited, um, but I'm glad everyone's being safe. And um, Anna noted that she had one of those uh, stuffed animals with the heartbeat for her grandsons. And um, just saying lots of hugs and prayers to you, Franca, on that. And yes, I do say it would be beautiful every week to see the movie. Um, This book as a movie, Kenzie, you're right, but I'm advocating for it, so... You know how I you know how I am. I'm real enthusiastic about the idea. Um, and yes, Ashley Julia must sing in Gabriel's Promise soundtrack. That would be lovely. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, good morning, Annette. And hope all is well at the Walmart in New Orleans. Don't don't um, buy the store out. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so um, so they're at the um, you know they're having their. Uh, ginger ale um and gabriel guided them to the large leather club chair near the window julia put their drinks on the table and sat on gabriel's lap and she kind of winced as she um was sitting down because her right leg ached and gabriel was asking what's wrong because she noticed her wincing and she's just like oh i'm just stiff and gabriel um perhaps looking for a podiatric moment asked how her feet were and she replied that they were fine but she knew she'd be standing a lot today which is why she did not wear her heels Mm -hmm. and I laughed at this um, inclusion in the book about Gabriel was going to ask for a private show Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um, then she spoke first so kind of uh, broke that momentum of the the mood mood, yes (laughs) Yes. You know, so so Julia is like, you know, he says, you know, Rachel was very happy that they added her name to Claire's name at the baptism. And Gabriel, you know, he said he was trying to talk to his sister. She was happy about it, but he was trying to talk to her sister because she he didn't like she wouldn't fully engage in any kind of conversation with her. And Julia tried to remind him that, you know, her his sister's grieving because she's got babies all around her friends, sisters-in-law, um, having babies. And it's, she's got to mourn that, that there's a grieving process that she has to go through. But Gabriel's not really convinced to buy that. And so mm-hmm. she's scolding him about the grieving process. That, you know, it takes, everybody goes in a different way. And, uh, you know, you just have to work, lay it, lay it out. So, she, he, I think he's more upset that she just kind of, she kind of shut him out. I think so too. I mean, Rachel and Gabriel have such a special relationship, right? And usually, and I also think he feels like he can usually connect with her like no one else in the family can. And I think that hurt him. You know, I think he mm-hmm. felt hurt that he wasn't able to help her. I think so too. I think so too. So, um, so then he he changes the, the subject a bit and he questions when the abomination 
in the garden would be leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Julia thought it was funny, but Gabriel doesn't want kitsch in the yard. But he did like, he did admit that the sunglasses were a nice touch. (laughs) We had asked, we asked Asar, um, what was the, what has Kitsch ever done to Gabriel and why is he against it? And he says, the question about Kitsch is a good one. I think Gabriel thinks Kitsch ruins the view. Or perhaps he's worried his neighbors will think he, he likes Kitsch and doesn't recognize it as Kitsch. His neighbor Leslie, for example, who lives next door, I wonder what her opinion is with a winky smile. <laughs> As only as only as I can go. As only SR could know. I think his neighbor Leslie would be happy to have anything that would draw Gabriel outside um, <laughs> to take attention mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. but I, I just I thought it was so I love the fact that there's um there's this whole element of kitsch. I mean I think Leslie, though, has sensibility and recognizes kitsch for kitsch and oh, would yeah. celebrate kitsch as kitsch, but also would know um, that the Emersons um, would be doing mm-hmm. that. And it's not the norm. Um, no. And, you know, and, and, <laughs> and that says, I think she thinks it's awesome. And, and, <laughs> and, and Kenzie said Gabriel probably finds, ta- finds just finds it tacky. <laughs> So yeah. then after dis- <laughs> discussing the sunglasses and being the nice touch, which I think would be rather funny. Which is true. Yeah, that would, that be, would funny. be very funny. Um, Julia then spoke of Catherine's gift to Claire. And it was interesting that she had gone to the Cassavers, um to research the manuscript. Uh, Gabriel mentioned that he had been in touch with Nicholas Casser and told him that they would be loaning the illustrations to the Uffizi and uh, her, his joke back was, there's a family myth that the illustrations had to be kept quiet. Interesting. Oh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and, oh no, I was, I was just um, looking in the chat room and uh, Lori asked if I, she said, I like that Gabriel's uh, humps. I wonder if SR does that. And Kenzie said, I'd like to think so, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> and Nana's saying oh, that and- Julia <laughs> was probably Rachel's <laughs> partner in crime. <laughs> That's right. You know, great minds think alike. Anyhow. Exactly. So this reminded him that Dottor Vitali had called to see if they could extend the exhibit. Uh, he told him that he would speak with her with, he would speak with Julia and get back to him about it. But he was kind of inclined to say no. He wants them back. Mm-hmm. They're precious to him. And uh, so Julia said it would uh, only for before a few more months and then called him Gollum. He wants the precious. <laughs> I think it was good that she was kind of teasing with him. Um, because I think there, this definitely is a little bit of their, their personalities, right? Julia wants mm-hmm. to have everything open for the world to see with these beautiful, you know, these beautiful illustrations where Gabriel wanted to kind of, again, uh, keeps everything keep fun. them, keep them to himself, protect and protect them. I think part of it is the protection of these things mm-hmm. and also just having them in, in, in his possession, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. 
So Julie reminded him that, uh, you know, they wouldn't get lost or stolen, as Gabriel feared, but that the Uffizi uh, had the, that amazing security. And uh, besides that, the Uffizi was getting a lot of revenue from the showing of these illustrations, which was helping fund uh, the restoration of Primavera. And she was hoping that when they get to Italy, that maybe they'd be able to go see the restoration. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gabriel said that he would call Doc Vitale and, and arrange the exhibit to go through this summer. And most likely, he, she would have no problems going to see the restoration. And uh, then she said to make sure, she tells him it's the end of summer, not sometime during the summer. <laughs> she's she's stating her case oh yes oh yes so gabriel hunting she she kisses his friend and says thank you <laughs> and i wanted to just say uh good morning and good afternoon actually to shell and uh to dear judith, judith. Who's joining us today? And just a reminder for those who joined um, as we were going on, we are having a shorter podcast today because Pam has an appointment to get her second, second. Uh, COVID vaccine. So we want to make sure she uh, dutifully can leave on time. Uh, so we will probably be ending in about 15 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a little shorter than we normally go, but we we want to make sure Pam can yeah, get to her appointment. I'm supposed to be there 10 minutes before the appointment actually happens. And it takes me about 20 minutes to get there. So in yeah. any event. So we're going to be extra safe. And so as the, you know, as we just are doing now, um, uh, the podcast uh, is turning. And so is uh, the topic of Gabriel's discussion is turning. Um, and he changed the subject and started uh they ended their illustration discussion and started to discuss the subject of Edinburgh. And yes, Annette, you will get the halftime show still. It should be starting any moment now. Yeah, in a, in a couple minutes. <laughs> I'd in give about it about five, five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> I love, I love the fact that you're you're looking about it, and mm -hmm. we're super happy you're here with us, Judith. Uh, you are always with us, even when you're not um, joining us live. Um, so Gabriel had revealed that he told uh, the president of Boston University um, about his appointment. And the president wants to have a reception after the gala for the SAGE lectures in congratulations, which I think was very nice and appropriate. And that makes a lot of sense, uh, wanting to showcase their star. Um, he was also told that Edinburgh wants him to say a few words after the announcement. And... He's asked her very seriously, will you go with me um, to this? And she said she would if Rebecca would go with them because she wanted to make sure Claire was cared for. Mm -hmm. But it was very important for her to be home for Halloween. And <laughs> Gabriel's kind <laughs> yeah. of looking a little puzzled. And he's like, um, what is so important about being home for Halloween? And Julia's like, come on, Gabriel. Claire has to go trick-or-treating. Of course she does. <laughs> and then Jeez. I can imagine this discussion, right? It's like, it's not computing. It's like, you know, she's a baby. Um, what can they do for a baby for Halloween? And Julia assures them that they can go trick-or-treating. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
of course. She could be There's all kinds of baby get-ups. Oh, yeah. Let's Because let's be honest, the trick-or-treating when the kids are babies is for the parents. Um, Absolutely. And it's just a special. Um, it just is a really special fun time. So Gabriel says, well, they'll need to choose an appropriate costume. I'm thinking... He probably doesn't want something too kitschy, right? No, no. no pink flamingo. He does, he does, he no pink flamingo, flamingo costume no. for baby Claire. <laughs> so when Julia questions um, if uh, if the appropriate costumes would be for Claire or for him, he thought it was funny. But then he suggested what he would like to see her in. Uh, that he would like to see her in a co- her in a costume, um, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, Anna, it was so funny. She was like, "Can you imagine Gabriel's WTF face?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm not> like- <laughs> yes, yes, I guess. yes, I can. <laughs> Eyes rolling is like, oh, Christmas. What is this? I know. What have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, at, at the suggestion of costumes for Julia, she said, all right, professor, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> so that pleased, that pleased him greatly. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, continued the discussion to another point, um, and noted that Boston university would pay his salary. And Gabriel was thinking about this because he's going to have his salary covered, but the Sage lectures also pays quite a large sum of money and um yes and as judith noted just like with the flamingos i'm sure that he has the wtf face and franca go have a lovely visit with your mother please take care and sending lots of love and hugs to you um and uh your family absolutely so julia assures um um you know, Julie was saying, yes, you know, we definitely have the salary and the Sage lectures. And there we go. There's your halftime there you show, go, Annette. Annette. <laughs> <laughs> What's the song today? Um, Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls. Uh, deck the Halls They're, with Thousand Holly. And, and Gabriel's going to be decking the halls with lots of money because he's That's getting true. money for his salary and the Sage lectures. Um, he has a research leave that was arranged by the head of his department and the dean, which um, is pay is why he has a paid leave of absence. And um, so he said he really doesn't need the two salaries and they lived very comfortably as it was. Um, so Julia finished his sentence by saying, yes, you know, he was thinking and she said about the orphanage in Florence. Mm-hmm. So they both, their minds went to the same place. They wanted to be able to do something with the extra bounty that they had. So they determined <laughs> that they could. Halls in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. See, we bring a little Christmas joy um, every week here. And Judith is bringing joy. She's running back and forth baking, um, which is fantastic. And as we noted earlier, um, uh, we are at Passover. Um, so for those celebrating, uh, hoping you have a lovely, lovely time with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Anna also noted Gabriel still has his money as well um, from mm-hmm. the, and the dividends from his dad. So really, he doesn't need 
they're, they're not lacking for anything. And Julia had said, um, they could, or Gabriel suggested they continue to, um, take the Boston salary and then donate the sage money to the orphanage. Um, Julia wanted to make sure it was done quietly and no one but the orphanage and them would know. And Gabriel agreed, and they, they both knew Elena at the orphanage would be really um, well, um, uh, will uh, respect their wishes. Mm-hmm. So Gabriel was also worried and was thinking um, about what to write um, because he was supposed to announce the subject of his lecture for the, mm-hmm. at the gala. And he said the book on the seven deadly sins is almost finished, but he decided to write something else for the lecture. Uh, He considered writing about the relationship of Eloise and Abelard and also that of Dante and Beatrice. Um, But he thought he would save that. And um, for the sage lectures, he wants to focus on the divine comedy while bringing in sections of La Vita Nuova. And so we asked SR about this and he, he's, uh, we asked when writing, how did you select the possible topics for Gabriel's lectures? And, um, SR said for Gabriel's lecture, I was thinking about the narrative of the divine comedy and wondering what he would be working on in his own research. And I think he would be interested to work out the problem of Dante's devotion to Beatrice and why she accuses him of faithlessness. So I thought that was really telling, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I think a lot of the Gabriel Julia relationship is, um, is a journey of Gabriel's finding faith, actually of them both finding faith, they both found faith. Yeah. Uh, um, but in different ways and different approaches. And, um, as Judith noted, think what a change in Gabriel's life occurred after meeting Julia. And it's true, Judith, you're, you're a hundred percent correct on that. Totally flipped around. So yeah, it's, it's, I I thought it was a good um, meditation on that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I love the fact that he said, um, you know, we're working on his own research. He wanted to work out that problem um, specifically surrounding that accusation uh, from Beatrice mm-hmm. of faithlessness. So I, I, I just think it's, I, I love that. And Judith noted growing and finding faith and faith in each other, I think is correct and aptly stated, Judith. So, you know, Gabriel is espousing this idea and he's kind of bouncing things off. And he said, what do you think, Julia? Um, what do you think about this? And as he looked down at her, um, she, the response was a snore. Uh, she was so exhausted from the day. She, um, she fell asleep. So he smiled because both Julia and Claire were asleep um, soundly. And, you know, he kind of had that self-reflection. Um, he's in this house surrounded by women. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he was outnumbered because now they have, there were two to one. And he just never felt happier. He just felt so, such joy in having this family and having um, this beautiful love that he never thought he could find or deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think so he, is the optimum word for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, it goes with the faithlessness, right? Yeah. And goes yeah. with the fact that he didn't think he would be deserving of love or deserving of someone as special as Julia. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really touching. And so, and yes, three if you count Rebecca. Good point, Annette. Mm-hmm. I, and I, or as my I, husband would have said, definitely. too much estrogen in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, um, that's my my husband's. Uh, my husband's been outnumbered for twenty five years. So yes. well, I was um, outnumbered for quite a few. So, <laughs> so there's yes. too much testosterone in our house. <laughs> yes, exactly. So he looked down and he, you know, he just said, all right, little mama, it's time for bed. So he lifted Julia up and put her to bed, brushing the hair from her forehead, kissing her softly. And he was so thankful that she was coming to Edinburgh. Um, And as that was her final thought as he switched to the light off. So ending chapter 19, Mm -hmm. um, another really good one. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a really good chapter. I really, I personally loved this chapter because it was just I liked the recognition of of their banter about the yes, the, you know, the flamingo. It's showing them. It's showing them married. It, mm-hmm. It's showing them in a, a marriage in a a day to day relationship, and mm-hmm. the, that's not having tr- severe trauma or drama. It's 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 them living. Um, and working through things and having celebrations and I, the banter was really good. I, and Judith know that she does love their banter. It was, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a fun chapter. It, it also delves a little bit into his relationship with Rachel and the fact that they're, they're still very worried about her. It notes at the beginning, his protection, trying, you know, reaching out to reaching out to Jack, um, Mm -hmm. who can't sit, you know, who's afraid to set foot in the church. Uh, and he, as, and although, as Anna, <laughs> he did go to the Melrose Diner because everyone who knows in Philadelphia goes to Melrose. <laughs> That's from this is commercial. true. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as Anna said at the end, it was so peaceful that she fell asleep in his arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still have to know each other and adapt. And Judith's right about that. So. You know, it, it, it also mm-hmm. it, it also uh, plants the seeds of, of the future act, action, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, Julia still isn't telling him that her leg's bothering her. Uh, they decided they want to help the orphanage um, with the SAGE lectures. He's starting to think about what he's going to speak about. Um, they're talking about going to Edinburgh, making that plan for the announcement. So, yeah, it's, it was a really, really good chapter. It was. It was. More, please. <laughs> so, and we'll be looking at more next week on chapter 20. Chapter 20. Uh-huh. And Pam, it is now the magic hour yes, for you it is. It is. to play yeah. our farewell song today and uh, to go get your second vaccine. Absolutely. Well, let's see. We've just missed the Righteous Brothers. So let me see what the next one coming up is. And it is Swan Lake. Ah. So. Everyone, thank you. I apologize for having to cut out. It's for a good reason, but I apologize. Yes, it is. Yes, it actually, is. And they actually changed my appointment time, so I was originally moved it up. to 2.30. So anyway, have a good week, everybody. Um, yes, have Judith, a good week. And you're lucky doing go. Passover and Easter together. Um, 
I actually am going to be doing that myself. I'm going to a Seder this evening. So have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk yes. to you next week. Yes, have a great week. We're going to kick off uh, just by saying have a good uh, birthday coming up, Pam, and we will have the celebration beginning all week because uh, Pam's birthday is this week, Uh-oh. <laughs> April 1st. I'm putting it out there. So it's Hey, not everybody has that gift. I'm 37. <laughs> and I would say 27. Um, <laughs> so, you. yes. And Anna's saying, good luck, Pam. She's had both shots. Tylenol and Benadryl helps, she said. So, oh, yes. Happy yes. Passover, everyone. And Please take we'll, care. And we'll see Peace. you next week. See you next week. <laughs>